Welcome to the Technology Equals Equality podcast. This is episode 12. Welcome back to episode number 12 of the Technology Equals Equality podcast. I'm your host, Lori Brooks, and in this episode, we will discuss one way to make cash online today. Field Agent is the first app collecting big data on small screens and paying you cash. This is the app that actually motivated me to transfer my business online. Prior to Field Agent, making money online still seemed like a space for big business only. Rick West is the CEO and co-founder of Field Agent and is a self-proclaimed mobile technology evangelist. He is currently a member of the Mobile Marketing Research Association Board of Directors. Prior to starting Field Agent, Rick worked 16 years with Procter & Gamble in various assignments in the U.S., Hong Kong, and Bangkok, Thailand. Since leaving Procter & Gamble, he has been an entrepreneur for over 14 years. Rick has co-founded multiple startups, including Core4 Research, Join, and most recently, Field Agent. Rick has a BBA in Personnel and Industrial Relations with a minor in Economics from the University of Kentucky. Listen up as Rick shares insights and ideas for your next big project. Rick, tell us a story of how it is that you once saw the future before you decided to begin branding yourself and building your business. Well, you know, Lori, it's, it's really the, the field agent story. We were uh, sitting around a table uh, way, way back when the iPhone 3S first came out. So let's take us back to 2009. Okay. Uh, and we were trying to solve a business problem. We, were, we had a small boutique research firm, and we needed to have access inside of people's homes as well as retail locations uh, that would allow us to get better data but not cause us to travel all over the United States, which was very, very expensive. And so we, we sat around a table and started Googling and said, you know, there's got to be someone that's using an iPhone uh, to be able to capture data. And Lori, there was no one out there. So we sat, we sat around, waited another month, and we, had, we sat around the, the table again and said, you know, we have an issue, we need to solve it. We started you know, doing internet research again and realized there was no firm that was using the iPhone to collect data. Now at that time, way back when, uh, most people were using technology, such as mobile technology, really to push information out, try to get someone to click something so that you could get them to click onto an ad, and that really was the business model. And so we looked at each other around the table and said, you know, if we don't do this, someone's going to come up with the idea. And so if you fast forward about four months, uh, you know, we were the very first app in iTunes to use geolocation to not only find people, but also to, to uh, collect data from them. And we were the very first app in iTunes to pay someone cash via PayPal. Definitely. And so, so that whole story for us was just saying, here's a problem. I think we can solve it. Uh, but we spent about six months doing the work before I finally said, you know, 
I really think we can make a go of this. I think this is the company for us. That's excellent. And you guys really are motivating in the sense of having the ability to not only provide that data to big companies, but also to provide the ability for those who are interested to make that extra cash whenever they're interested. Um, what do you feel like were some of the first steps that you took once you did the research and you realized, you know what, no one else is employing the, the idea of capturing data with the iPhones. No one else is really moving forward on this idea in any manner. What do you feel were some of the first steps that you took? Right. Well, well, I often uh, mentor young individuals that are uh, just starting up. Uh, or at least in a lot of the kind of the, the tech world that I live in today, uh, there's always a hackathon or something that's going on. Everyone has a great idea; they want to go do something. Or uh, I'm spending time with uh, you know Fortune 500 people that, are, that say, "Hey, I've got this idea. What should I go do?" And, and the first thing that we did, and I encourage everyone to do this, is to not focus on breadth, but to focus on deselecting. Because when you when you look at something as simple as an iPhone and technology. There were 20 different paths for us to go down. So the first thing that we had to do was to start to deselect as opposed to selecting 10 great things. Let's get 8, 10, 15 things out of the way to kind of clear the runway. And we really had three or four different opportunities for us to begin focus, focusing on. So that's the first thing that I tell people to do. Uh, the second thing associated with that, uh, and I, I'm going to repeat this probably four or five times today, Lori. Your, your, your viewers are getting tired of it, but... You also had to choose something not that you liked, but that you thought would be relevant to the masses and at the end of the day to create some idea or some product or service that you think someone will actually pay you money for. Because if, if that's not the case, then it's a really cool hobby. Uh, and I've spent a lot of time with entrepreneurs and you know really, really you know, creative folks, but they simply continue to iterate and iterate and iterate. They can't deselect and they can't get to a product that will allow them to make money. And so it just becomes a very expensive hobby. Right. What do you feel are some of the key metrics that a newbie should really focus on when they are performing that market research, when they're building out that minimally viable product? Do you feel like there's a limit, either a minimum or a maximum to the amount of research and, and in what directions they should take that? Well, I, if you think about the, the basic premise of research, right? So the hard part of it is like, gosh, I have all these ideas and you know, the things that, you know, that I want to, want to go do. Um, and so I, I used a, a, a Guy Kawasaki quote. If you think about Guy when he was the, the Apple evangelist, right? <laughs> and, and so he has a, you know, a lot of great clips out there on YouTube and you, your listeners should go take a look at it. He's wrote some, written some really interesting books. But, yeah. but his point was, you could spend all day long talking about things and researching and researching and researching. Now, again, this is coming from a research company, right? Mobile right. research company. But at some point in time, you have to ship your product with elements of crappiness. <laughs> now, he said, now, I'm not suggesting you do that in, you know, life sciences where someone could die. And, you know, and, and so, so the analogy he used, which I think is still very relevant today, is that when they shipped the first Macintosh, didn't have a hard drive, you know, there are all kinds of issues with it. He said, but if we had waited for the the internet, the ethernet, and, you know, different types of RAM and different types of technology, so we never would have launched. Uh, so I tell people, start out doing the basic research, which is understanding what your core shoppers or your core, you know, users would want. And then, then once you get to a point 
whether it's that at, you fill that 80% mark, 70% mark, you simply need to launch. And you need to launch with a minimum viable product that will work, but with some flexibility to know that you can make some changes to the left or to the right. Uh, and so that Guy Kawasaki quote has always uh, helped us. Uh, it's helped us for every version that we've had since we started about five years ago. Uh, and I think it's really important for your listeners as well. It's okay not to send out crap. The elements of crappiness is okay. Definitely. Starting with that, that minimally viable product is extremely important to just get it out there, much like I did with this podcast. I just got it out there at first. <laughs> and, you know, it well, wasn't... In your case, your users, right. since they've actually used your podcast, can give you much better feedback as opposed to talking about concepts. So that's another important facet of this, Lori. Uh, once someone tastes it or feels or they get a good feel for it, uh, it's completely different feedback than a drawing or a sketch or a rendering. No, definitely. Uh, and as a self-proclaimed technology evangelist, you're consistently driving new ways of generating interest. In, and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the new field agent blog um, and, and how that was derived and how you feel that you're uh, you know, launching that. Yeah, so... When we look at our, uh, not only our, our users of the app, which are individuals that would like to, uh, you know, actually make a few extra dollars while they're out and about, or individuals or companies that use this to collect data, uh, from a marketing perspective, at first it was more of, this is how it works, here are all the various opportunities that we see, and you know, this is how it's going to play out. But we've really made a, a significant shift over the last 30, 60 days to say, why don't we just start providing relevant information uh, mm -hmm. that actually shows people how our technology works, uh, really how we go to market, and yet at the same time provide them very relevant information. So an example of that would be uh, we did a really interesting uh, execution on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. And to be able to show what we could do, which was to provide you know, near real-time execution of data so that we could let people know at any given time from really, you know, let's say, five in the afternoon on Thursday till about noon on uh, Friday, uh, we could provide information to them that was coming in near real time about every five minutes. And it was actually providing uh, access to photos inside of stores, what the top products were, what the hot items were. Mm -hmm. And so it was very real information that an editor or a consumer package group company or retailer would want to see. But at the same time, it showed our capability it also provided a really fun thing for our agents to do, which is while they're standing in line at a Target or a Walgreens or a Walmart, mm. they could actually make a couple of extra dollars and provide us very, very interesting, viable information. Uh, and we're going to do the same thing for Super Bowl. Uh, imagine all the folks watching the Super Bowl, and they're now opening up our app and realizing they can make a few extra dollars to simply telling us what chips they have in front of them and what is their favorite beverage and, you know, where are they watching the Super Bowl. So we'll capture really interesting information for our potential clients. Our agents will have a lot of fun doing it. And it'll show the capability uh, that we have day in and day out, which is really helping people understand how to collect information in a very efficient way via mobile technology in ways that we couldn't do before. 
My husband's going to love that aspect, you know that, right? <laughs> I, I, I think it would be great. He's sitting there and said, listen, I just made $5 sitting here. This has been the best Super Bowl ever. Exactly. He's going to have too much fun, and I think I'll join him this time. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Rick, what do you think uh, prospective entrepreneurs should really take into consideration prior to taking the leap? Well, I, I, I think it goes back to uh, us talking about it being a hobby or not. Um, I think you really have to ask yourself the question, is it a hobby or is it a real business? Uh, but I'm going to take you down a, a conceptual path as well. For, for many entrepreneurs, it's not the individual that likes to do work. It's really someone that has a passion about something. And, and I had a very wise person uh, use this analogy with me when I was in the, the process of leaving Procter & Gamble. And he said, Rick, you know, why are you wanting to leave? I said, well, I have this, this specific urge to go do X. And, he said, well, you know, gosh, have you done your pros and cons list? And I said, well, yes, I have. And so, Lori, I had this great Excel spreadsheet with weighted averages on, you know, opportunity A versus <laughs> opportunity B and where I would live and the type of work. And he just started laughing. And he said, you know, you're making a business decision. He said, well, you're going to fail miserably at both of those things because you're not passionate about either one of them. Mm. I said, well, of course I'm passionate. Look at my spreadsheet and there's nines and sevens. And he said, Rick, it's like falling in love. He said, if you find a young man or a young woman that has a pros and cons list about their, their future bride or groom, tell that other person to run. And I said, I get it. He said, Rick, if you've got a passion about something, it doesn't matter what someone's saying on your left or your right. You're going to pursue that passion because you're going to get up and you're excited about it. It's something you want to do and you're willing to sacrifice. And it's, you're going to pour your heart into it. So it's just like falling in love. It doesn't matter what the other person says. You know that person is right. He said, now, once you make the decision, you have to have lists and project lists, and you have to you know, make all kinds of decisions. But when you're looking at making this type of decision, which, is, which isn't a job change, it's a this is a major career move, you're going to have to trust your instincts. And if that passion is there, and you can see how this is not a hobby, and it really can be something that you can monetize, you should go for it. Definitely. And that's actually something that I, I really try to stress to those looking to jump into entrepreneurship. That is the foundation of starting. It's the mindset. It's the knowing what it is that you are passionate about. Knowing what it is that's going to motivate you every single day to continue doing whatever it is that you choose to do. It's getting into the mindset, getting yourself organized creating your product, and then taking the time to slowly but surely grow it. Um, excellent. So uh, what do you feel like would be one of the bigger mistakes that you would caution entrepreneurs against? Uh, at, at times, it's the, uh, it's probably a, a, that's really the, the, the right words to use, but it's that, that concept of tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. That, that there are times that someone think they think their baby is so beautiful <laughs> and they're just staring at that baby and, and like, dude, look over here. You're going to totally walk off the sidewalk and you're going to fall into the ditch. <laughs> oh, but Rick, look how beautiful my, my baby is. And so, so I tell them that you have to really be able to surround yourself with people that are not necessarily critical. Uh, but, but that can provide you perspective. And when I look at that perspective, there's really two types of people that every entrepreneur needs to surround themselves with. And the first type of person 
uh, it's it's the, the the agrarian analogy. You need to provide someone that comes alongside you and gives you tremendous fertilizer. They're an encourager. Someone that says, you know, Lori, you can do it. I know. Come on, hang in there. You know, you can go do this. And so, so you need someone to put some fertilizer there for you. Mm-hmm. Now, we also know that too much fertilizer burns up a plant. It's a bad, bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. So on the other side over here, you need someone that I call as sort of like that that weed eater. That's someone that has the, the, the real powerful weed eater. And they're like, Lori, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Lori, what are you thinking? You know, you can't go make that happen. Well, we know at a certain time in a plant's growth or at a certain time of an entrepreneur's growth that using a real rigid weed eater simply cuts the life out of something and, and you didn't need it because it stopped you from growing. Mm. We also know there are certain times in a, in a product growth standpoint that someone says, I just don't think I can do it. I'm just so tired. And I'm not sure it's going to work. That you need that person to come alongside and be a motivator. So so if you can find that that those couple of people in your life will give you truth encouragement truth they're not saying it just to be your friend and that weed eater truth someone that's not doing it just to be mean i think you can find a very successful path to being able to launch a product rick i thank you so much for that last piece because i think it really uh is a piece that i have not had the opportunity to highlight in terms of the people you surround yourself with it's an instrumental piece in the growth process and it is important to have both those that are providing you with that guidance and the truth but also those that are able to cut away um at at the excess um as you know, Rick, the, the show is really designed to assist entrepreneurs with coming up with ideas for uh, innovative and new companies uh, to help solve the pain in an industry that most people may or may not have, you know, thought of. So we would love to be able to help you. If you had a magic wand, Rick, and could change anything at all in your business, what would it be and why? For, for my business, now again, I, it's a little bit unique because uh, we're getting ready to celebrate our fifth year anniversary. So it feels like we've been doing this business for 20 years, but uh, it's still a soul baby. Uh, and so even today, it's all about awareness. And so if someone came to me today and said, Rick, what's the one thing that I could help you with? Uh, I have significant uh, number of categories or, or specific types of channels simply aren't aware of what we do, which is collecting data via a, a mobile device and using crowdsourcing to make that happen. So there's this awareness piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the second thing associated with that is, is that uh, in, in many cases, it's just getting trial. And so I would tell any of your listeners today um, that if they're interested in trying, we'd love to come alongside an entrepreneur that's starting a new product uh, and, and provide some, some gratis work for them to help them you know, get started. So I'd love to come alongside someone like that uh, to, to be able to help them launch a product that would be somewhat unique. And what I need in return from it uh, is to really to be some sort of an evangelist for us, to be able to use their network to say, you know, I really did try this out and it worked and it provided great data to me. Uh, so I think most of your listeners today will eventually face the same thing. Uh, they don't have a million-dollar you know, brand budget. Uh, social media only works so, so well. And, and it really does become this word of mouth where someone says, trust me, uh, I think this will be a really, really good solution for you. So that's really where we are today. I'd say that the second thing associated with that, you know, if you think about awareness, uh, it, it's really to be 
those individuals looking at the work that we do today and coming up with unique ideas and new interesting ways to use our technology. So uh, an example could be that someone is creating a, a really interesting business product that's an attachment to an iPhone uh, that collects a certain amount of data. Uh, I'd love to come alongside someone like that and help them understand from a research standpoint how to collect data, what it looks like to you know, position it to be able to, to monetize that work and to be able to provide it in a way that uh, an end user could really use the data. Uh, so I'd love for that serial entrepreneur that has that great idea that's looking for someone to partner, would love to have that conversation with one of your listeners. That is outstanding, Rick, and I, I thank you for mentioning that as well. Um, we would absolutely be delighted to have our listeners come to you and, and touch base and provide you with new ideas to use the technology, and I, I definitely hope that we will be able to assist as being evangelists ourselves in spreading the word about Field Agent. I myself can attest to the ability to use the app to generate random income. It's one of the first motivators for me in terms of looking at the web um, for my business. So initially, it was was completely offline. It was, you know, really face to face and person to person. <laughs> you know, it was an hourly based business. It, it was not at all something where I was looking at a value aspect or building it out online. Um, and when I used the field agent app, I think it was one of the first times that I recognized that an individual has the ability to very quickly begin generating an income online, by themselves, without help from anyone, and that was the quickest way to do it. And of course, it's not some sort of major income. You know, we're not talking major amounts of cash, but but we're talking about the motivation and the recognition um, that the opportunity really exists. Because I believe even in this day and age, there are many people who still think that it's not a reality. Um, you know, that making money online is something that's only for the big businesses. Um, and I feel like Field Agent was really instrumental in, in opening my eyes to that. So, well, Lord, um, you have made my day. So thank you for those kind words. <laughs> uh, I, I can't tell you, as, as you think of the, the economy that we live in today, mm -hmm. uh, there are more and more opportunities for people to make, you know, obviously money online in this right. particular case by using mobile technology. Right. Uh, and so... I think that the future is still very, very bright, and, and there's so many things that we haven't thought of yet uh, to make this happen, but the core of it all goes back to finding a problem and creating a solution. And, and if your users, if, if, if your listeners, if the only thing they remember of this talk is, here's the problem, I found a solution, and I realized that I've got people that are willing to pay for the solution. That's really it. And if that if you can find something like that that matches up with your passion, oh my Lori, what a successful, you know, launch someone would have. Exactly. And that is the the entire theme. It is to hear the journey, find the pain, and create solutions. So that is my hope is to really inspire those who are looking for a business idea and, you know, just maybe stuck, but reaching out to those who are in industries that you don't have 
necessarily commercials running on TV at all times and people just aren't thinking of different aspects of different businesses. So that's the hope for the show is to really help inspire and provide ideas for those that are looking out there. Um, so Rick, I thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We truly appreciate uh, your, your being on the show and again, creating Field Agent and creating the inspiration for uh, the online base that I now have in the show in and of itself. Um, so please share the best way for our listeners to find you. Well, for uh, the basic information about what we do and who we are, you can go to our blog, which is blog.fieldagent.net. Uh, you can also follow me on either Twitter or LinkedIn, and I'm uh, you know, at rickwest01, so it's relatively easy to find me there. Uh, so we keep up with social media, and we make that happen. Uh, but the easiest thing is to get a jump in on the blog. And for those individuals with a smartphone, uh, download our app. Definitely. And find out how easy it is to make money while you're spending money at retail. Seriously, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump into either the iTunes Store or Google Play, guys. It's like a 30-second download. And then you can make cash on your own. So, yeah. Yeah, probably your only guest that will actually give someone the opportunity to let me pay them money. Seriously, you are. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, Lori, thank you so much for having me on today. It was It was fun and exciting, and I wish all your your viewers well and in their next endeavor. Rick, thank you again for joining us. I truly appreciate your time today. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. It's time for you to head over to fieldagent.com or you can always reach out to Rick through our show notes page at technologyequality.com forward slash Rick West. Research and deselect those items and always surround yourself with encouragers and weed eaters. And if you ever need some extra quick cash, head over to fieldagent.com. Rick, thank you again for joining us. And thank you, my listeners, for tuning in as we continue to hear the journey, find the pain, and create solutions. Enjoy the week.